It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What is going on, friends? Welcome to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, powered by our friends at Pepsi. I want to remind you that thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment or even overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they've joined another league, the League of Football Watchers. This football season will be different, and Pepsi's here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through any game day, because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. So what's going on, everybody? Billy Rossetti of SI Panthers with you here as we are rolling along, continuing to get ready, or starting to get ready now, for Sunday's divisional battle against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We're going to look ahead a little bit to the Buccaneers, look at some of their numbers, kind of a you know a get-to-know-you sense like we've done in the past with some of these other teams, look at the, some of their numbers, league ranks, things like that, uh, and start getting prepared. Uh, but before we get into that, I do want to touch, uh, we'll, we'll jump into some of the roster notes that the Panthers had uh, this week. Number one being that... Uh, the Panthers look like they're going to get a key piece of the secondary back uh, within the next couple of weeks. As on Tuesday, they did announce that they have designated Justin Burris to return from the injured reserve list. So a, uh, a nice, nice bit of news there. Uh, you know, the Panthers' secondary has been okay for the most part uh, in the last couple of weeks without Burris. You know, Sam Franklin has kind of been okay. They've obviously been mixing pieces around a little bit and, you know, certainly didn't help that Jeremy Chin has been injured uh, as as well. But the Panthers do are, are at least hopeful that he'll possibly be back this week as well. But Justin Burris has been designated for a return from injured reserve, so that will obviously be uh, a big boost that the Panthers need in the secondary Um you know, they, they certainly have missed his leadership back there over these last couple of weeks. And, of course, with the offenses that are coming up, the Panthers are playing, you know, you know, he probably won't be available this week. But even down the line, you know, you're facing Matthew Stafford. You're face, you eventually have um, Aaron Rodgers down the line, of course. You're still, of course, facing Drew Brees Week 17. So you still got some really good quarterbacks and some pretty good offenses coming up in these final seven games here. So getting Justin Burrs back is going to be nice. Uh, the Panthers also made a couple of other roster moves on Tuesday as well, including bringing back, uh, you know, bringing back a couple of recognizable names, so to speak. One of which coming off the practice squad injured list, and that was Reggie Bonifant. He was actually just activated from the practice squad injured list yesterday. He, of course, has been dealing with that high ankle sprain that he suffered back in week four against Arizona. So uh, it'll be nice to get him kind of back in the mix, especially with, you know, what we're starting to hear regarding Christian McCaffrey, which we'll get into in a minute. Uh, But Bonifant is back on the practice squad, as is defensive tackle Woodrow Hamilton. We figured he'd make his way back onto the active roster, or onto the practice squad, excuse me. 
Uh, he was, of course, on the pre- the active roster, but they just waived him uh, pretty much to make room for Christian McCaffrey last week. But we expected him to be back on the practice squad, and that was the case. Uh, so those two are back on the practice squad to make room for those two. The Panthers released defensive tackle Mike Panasuic, or Panasiak, excuse me, and kicker Taylor Bertolet. So those were the, the moves made in addition, obviously, to uh, designating Justin Burris off of injury or designating him to return from injured reserve. So again, what that means is the 21 day window has now begun for uh, for Burris to practice. And then the Panthers have within those 21 days, they have to either activate him to the 53 man roster or keep him on IR for the rest of the season. But obviously we expect them to roll with the, the option of bringing him back onto the active roster. So good news there. And again, the Panthers are also hopeful that Jeremy Chin will be back possibly uh, this week as well. So again, another, you know, at least the Panthers are getting some of their, some of their big names back, you know, big de- defensive pieces coming back. So good news there. Uh, but unfortunately, we did actually just get the report from Adam Schefter uh, just a little bit ago, actually, uh, here on Wednesday. And that is the news that Christian McCaffrey is now unlikely, he is not expected to play on Sunday because of that right shoulder. We knew there was obviously questions now. Uh, he was, it, it was a bit of a roller coaster in terms of what his availability was going to be. We it was obviously quiet earlier in the week. We didn't really expect anything until Wednesday. Um, but as it turns out, you know, initially he was day-to-day. Now he's considered week-to-week. Uh, but Adam Schefter, again, just reporting earlier Wednesday that Christian McCaffrey not expected to play Sunday now against the Buccaneers. So uh, we'll certainly continue to monitor his progress over the coming weeks. Um no word, you know, doesn't sound like there's any talk of, at least from, you know, from right now, doesn't seem like there's any talk about placing him back on injured reserve. And of course, at this point, if the Panthers do put him back on injured reserve, that would end McCaffrey's season because, uh, of course, you can only be designated to return once from injured reserve and the Panthers have obviously already done that with McCaffrey. So the question now becomes would the Panther would they actually consider putting him back on injured reserve? And they'll obviously depend on the severity of the shoulder injury. Um but it, it's kind of fair to wonder and I saw uh Sigmund Bloom tweet about this real quick as well and it kind of got got me thinking it's you know an, an interesting question to ask because I mean, the Panthers are now sitting at three and six, and we probably expect them to lose this week. That would put them at three and seven, and the playoffs are obviously starting to become out of reach. You know, the the second wild card right now, I think, is or the third wild card, I should say. I'm still still getting used to that. Uh, the third wild card, I believe, is five and three right now, and so. It's either like five and three or five and four, but still, you know, the Panthers are obviously starting to fade a little bit in terms of the playoffs, and the season is already starting to get a bit lost, especially with, as we mentioned, some of the teams they still have to play. So you wonder 
if the shoulder bothers him enough, would the Panthers just decide to put him on injured reserve again and just call it a season with him, you know, just get him ready for 2021 when the team should be a lot more competitive. You know, again, this is kind of a, uh, just a building season and a, um, you know, rebuilding, retooling, things like that. And they've lost four straights. Uh, the division is pretty much out of play right now. I mean, you know, the Saints are leading it now at six and two. Panthers have already lost to the Saints. And again, the, the last playoff spot right now is five and three. So Panthers would have to pull a couple of miracles, I think, if they are to if they were to come back, but that's unrealistic. So it would not be surprising at this point if the Panthers take a little time, evaluate McCaffrey, and then just decide to shut him down for the season. I mean, you're talking now two separate injuries uh, in the course of about a month and a half, going from the high ankle sprain to now a shoulder injury. And this team is now trending more toward a potential top 10 pick in the draft. And you know, we kind of already touched on that earlier in the week. Um, in fact, the Panthers, I guess with um, uh, some of the results since we talked uh, on Monday with the Monday night game, Carolina is now actually up to number nine, thanks to New England's win to put them at three and five. So Carolina right now is actually sitting with the ninth pick in the draft. And, you know, that, that could certainly move up a little bit. So, They've got their eye on the future, and obviously Christian McCaffrey is a big part of that. So you really don't want to risk, you know, further damage to McCaffrey. You know, just give him the rest if he needs it. Let Mike Davis continue to roll because he did a, a fine job uh, in Christian McCaffrey's absence. We just mentioned about Reggie Bonifant back on the practice squad. Uh, it would also give you the opportunity to give Mike Davis, or excuse me, um... Trenton Cannon some looks as well. So, you know, a, a lot still a lot still to go through. Definitely still some questions to be answered, but um, that's certainly something the Panthers are now going to have to at least think about is uh, is just shutting Christian McCaffrey down for the season, especially once the uh, once the season really starts to get away from them, as, as if it hasn't really already at three and six. Uh, but it's probably only going to get worse so just something i think for the team to uh to think about here so that's kind of the quick notes as far as like roster and christian mccaffrey things like that so we'll come back we'll look at some of the numbers of tampa bay start to reintroduce ourselves i guess to the bucks since this is already of course the second meeting now with tampa bay uh before we get into that want to Give a shout out to our friends over at Axon Taser. Of course, you know, protecting my family, always, you know, certainly a priority of mine. And I want to do it safely, though. And that's why the people at Taser believe that safer self-defense is better self-defense. Taser's line of non-lethal self-protection devices are small and lightweight enough to carry with you or in your glove compartment or purse but yet they're powerful enough to incapacitate an attacker. Guns carry unnecessary risks for you and those around you, and even pepper spray can harm you as much as an attacker, and it's often ineffective. Taser products are safer and easy to use. 
They use an electrical charge to immobilize attackers for up to 30 seconds, allowing you time to escape and send emergency dispatch to your GPS location. Taser devices come loaded with features like laser-assisted targeting and emergency dispatch, which will send response teams to your GPS location upon firing. More than 237,000 lives have been saved with the Taser networks of devices, apps, and personnel. And now you can own a Taser, the number one choice of law enforcement agencies. Protect yourself and your family with Taser's line of smart self-defense products. Taser is available without a permit in most U.S. states. Get the Taser Pulse Plus or Taser Strike Light at taser.com or taser.com with promo code NFL. Save 15% now at taser.com promo code NFL spelled T A S E R promo.com promo code NFL. Restrictions do apply. See site for details. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. So let's talk now about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And again, just kind of some of their team numbers and things like that. And when you look at kind of their overall numbers, one of the interesting things that pop up is you would think with how good the offense has looked over these last few weeks, you'd be a little surprised to find out. The Tampa Bay actually currently boasts the 22nd best offense in the NFL. You know, it might sound nice to say that they're averaging almost 350 yards per game uh, on offense. And this is total offense. Obviously, the run game has been kind of down. But uh, total offense, they are 22nd in the league in total offense. To put that in perspective, there are four teams that are averaging at least 400 yards per game total on offense. That's the Cardinals, the Chargers, the Seahawks, and the Chiefs. So again, obviously the the passing or the uh, the rushing game is dropping the uh, the Buccaneers down a little bit as uh, the Panther or the uh, the Buccaneers at least in terms of yards, are uh, actually middle of the pack on uh, in passing yards per game, which, again, is a, a little surprising. They are actually uh, 16th in the league in yards, and rushing, they are actually 30th. So kind of balances out in that sense. You know, Ronald Jones and, and uh, Leonard Fournette, they've been kind of okay, I guess. Uh, Ronald Jones, 538 yards, four touchdowns. Leonard Fournette, 225 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, they are averaging about four and a half yards per carry, but, you know, they've only combined for 171 rush attempts and, what, 763 
total yards. I mean, they're only rushing for about 92 yards per game, and that is better than only two teams in the entire NFL. That's the Houston Texans and the Chicago Bears. But of course, when the Panthers played the Bears a few weeks ago, we kept saying, oh, this could be a you know a get-right game for the Panthers in terms of their rush defense. And Chicago still had a bit of a decent game running the football against Carolina. And of course, when we go back to that Week 2 meeting and, um, and see how the, the Buccaneers did running the football, we see... We see, of course, that Leonard Fournette, and what was, if I remember correctly, I think that was his first game as a Buccaneer, had himself a big day. He had he only carried 12 times, but he went for 103 yards and two touchdowns. One of them was from 46 yards. Uh, Brady, Tom Brady was 23 of 35, 217 yards, one touchdown, and an interception. So an average game from Tom Brady but they were very successful running the football. So in that sense, don't let, I guess we could say, don't let the fact that the the Buccaneers have the third worst rushing offense in the league fool you because they can certainly turn it around, especially, you know, against this Panthers defense that, of course, we know is, uh, is not so good at defending the run. They still are one of the worst rushing defenses in the NFL. Um, well, actually, no, I take that back. They're not one of their, they're middle of the pack, uh, 114.3 yards per carry. There is actually a host of teams that the Panthers are better than in terms of, uh, rushing yards allowed, but it's that third down conversion or third down conversion rate allowed for the Panthers. That's uh, that's really killing them. Um, so, you know, raw numbers, at least with Tampa Bay, don't let them fool you. Uh, they still have, they still kind of have the potential to break out, especially uh, against a um, against a team like the Panthers. But um, you know, we talked again about third down. This is an interesting number as well. The Buccaneers are actually 24th in the league in third down conversions this season, and they are 17th on defense in third down conversion. So it's going to be interesting come, uh, when it comes to this comes to this game. You know, third down is obviously going to be a, a, a critical factor. You know, when you go back to the Week 2 meeting, Carolina was actually 6 of 11 on third down in that first game, while Tampa Bay was 5 of 11. So they were pretty evenly split in, uh, in third down conversions. Uh, the Panthers actually had more first downs than the Buccaneers, but um, you know it was a couple of quick strikes. I mean, you know, again that 46-yard touchdown from Leonard Fournette. So a couple of quick strikes from Tampa Bay, which kind of you know gave the uh, the time of possession uh, in favor of Carolina. It was actually about 34 to 20, 34 and a half to 25 and a half in terms of time of possession. Um, but turnovers and penalties were kind of the, the big killer for Carolina in that first game as well. Carolina committed nine penalties in that first meeting versus just five for Tampa Bay. And Carolina turned the ball over four times in that game 
whereas Tampa Bay can turn the ball over just twice. So that was a uh, a big killer. But the Panthers did outgain the Bucks by about 100 yards in that first meeting. Um, we know the, the Buccaneers, of course, have been pretty up and down, especially the last couple of weeks uh, on offense. We saw them struggle a bit. Uh, two weeks ago on Monday Night Football against the Giants, which a lot of us were surprised. We didn't think that game would be as close as it was. And then, of course, the Buccaneers just got embarrassed at home last Sunday night against the New Orleans Saints, losing 38-3. to So, you know, I'm sure the Panthers are going to be grinding that film to see kind of what the Saints did well and see if they could take anything from that game. So it's going to be really interesting what the... Uh, what the Panthers have in store here for the uh, for the rematch here, but overall, I mean, you know, we know the, the Buccaneers were pretty competitive throughout most of that first meeting, but you know those those turnovers and things like that that ultimately was their undoing. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully, the Panthers can uh, kind of get something going here, but it's definitely going to be tough for the Panthers to run the ball against the Buccaneers as the Buccaneers actually do boast the best rushing defense in the NFL. They're actually the only team in the league right now that's allowing under 80 yards per game. So, And especially now with Christian McCaffrey not likely to play, that job gets tougher for Carolina. So it's going to be a bit of an uphill battle on Sunday to say the least. But those are just some some interesting numbers. And then if the Buccaneers do get in the red zone, uh, they're usually pretty darn good in in uh, finishing the job. They're actually fifth in the NFL in red zone percentage. They've gone to the red zone 32 times so far this season, and they've scored a touchdown on 24 of those 32. Of those 32 times. So 75% touchdown conversion rate. When they get in the end zone. So again that's 5th in the NFL. But they're 17th on defense. In the red zone. They've allowed 19 touchdowns. On 30 red zone trips. So if the Panthers can find their way in the end zone. They can. uh, They can. Possibly give themselves a good chance. To come away with some points. So really will be interesting. uh, What they do here. Uh, before we kind of wrap things up and touch a little more on this game, I want to remind you guys, too, that today's episode is being powered by Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar ever, which is even more delicious, or their improved Built Bar is even more deliciouser than the old version. Six brand-new flavors, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp, plus their 12 original flavors, um, me personally, I love their, uh, their, their chocolate, their peanut butter, a lot of great flavors there. And of course the bars are covered in 100% chocolate and they are soft and easy to chew. And these are great for the health conscious guy, which, so you can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. And these bars, of course, low in calorie, low in sugar, high in protein, high in fiber, and they are great if you're on the keto diet. Uh, but again, don't just take my word for it. Go to builtbar.com and use our promo code LOCKEDON and you will get 20% off your next order. So again, builtbar.com. 
Bet.com, promo code locked on, get you 20% off your next order. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. So to kind of uh, wrap things up here, so again, we kind of just just some quick raw numbers, um, at least as a team, of course, uh, individually, uh, we know Brady, 2,398 passing yards, 20 touchdowns, 7 interceptions so far this season. He's completing about 65% of his passes. Uh, we, again, just ran through the uh, rushing numbers. Again, 538 yards, 4 touchdowns for Ronald Jones. 225 yards, 2 touchdowns for Leonard Fernandez. Again, we said Tampa right now boasting the third worst rushing offense in the NFL and they're middle of the pack right now in terms of uh passing offense. Uh they actually don't have a receiver yet that has hit 500 yards. Mike Evans is leading the way. He's at 437 yards on 34 catches and he's got uh seven touchdowns uh so far this season. Then it's actually Scotty Miller 410 yards. Again, we you know Chris Godwin of course has been banged up Missed a few games. So Scotty Miller is second with 410 yards, 26 catches, two touchdowns. And then Rob Gronkowski has picked it up over the last couple of weeks. He's now at 27 catches, 323 yards, and three touchdowns. And then Chris Godwin, 320 yards, two touchdowns. OJ Howard has added, has added two receiving touchdowns. Tyler Johnson, the rookie out of Minnesota, has two receiving touchdowns, and then Cameron Brait has one receiving touchdown, as well as rookie running back Keyshawn Vaughn. Uh, for those curious, LaShawn McCoy has played in five games. He has carried the ball six times for a grand total of negative one yard, <laughs> and he has 14 targets, 10 receptions, 61 total receiving yards, and of course, no touchdowns. So, uh, some interesting, interesting numbers there. We know, uh, you know, LaShawn McCoy really wasn't expected to do much, but it is still kind of funny that he's played in six games and he's rushed for a grand total of negative uh, one yard. Uh, but yeah, once they brought in Leonard Fournette, we knew he was going to be a bit of a factor. And of course, Ronald Jones still in touch, but you know this is also kind of showing how the Bucks are actually a middle of the pack offense. I just said uh, no receiver has more than 500 yards right now, as Mike Evans leads with 437. That is actually tied for 33rd 
in the league with uh, DJ Shark of Jacksonville. Uh, so to put in perspective, especially like the five and the yard mark, there are currently 23 receivers right now, right? Or, or 23 players, I should say, because there are some running backs in that mix as well. 23 players that have at least 500 uh, receiving yards. Um, you know, Alvin Kamara is the only running back on the list with 565. And then Travis Kelsey is third in the entire league at 769. The current leader is Stephon Diggs with 813. Uh, but Mike Evans is up there in terms of uh, receiving touchdowns. Again, he has seven receiving touchdowns. That's tied for fourth right now with Adam Thielen and Tyler Lockett. Uh, Tyreek Hill has nine receiving touchdowns. Devontae Adams has eight. And so does DK Metcalf. So not throwing for a lot of yards, uh, but the touchdowns, are certainly up there as uh, Brady again his 20 touchdown passes as we take a quick look here uh, he's actually sixth in passing yards and then his 20 touchdowns rank fourth in the NFL Russell Wilson is 28 Patrick Mahomes is 25 Aaron Rodgers has 24 and then it's Brady with 20 and they're actually the only quarterbacks right now with at least 20 touchdowns through the first nine weeks of the season. So, you know, certainly some ups and downs here uh, in the NFL, or not in the NFL, uh, with the the Buccaneers, uh, the Buccaneers offense. Uh, but defense, we know they're still a, uh, a pretty darn good defense as they are actually fourth in the league in terms of uh, yards per game given up with about 313. Only the Colts, the Rams, and the Saints have allowed fewer yards per game so far this season than the Buccaneers. Uh, passing passing yards per game, uh, Tampa Bay, you know, kind of middle of the pack, allowing 235 yards per game. Uh, decent number of teams ahead of them. Washington. Rams, Colts, Eagles, Steelers, Chiefs, Bears, 49ers, Patriots, Ravens, Cowboys, Saints, and Packers have all allowed fewer passing yards per game so far than the Buccaneers. Uh, but like we said earlier, Tampa Bay boasting the number one rushing defense in terms of yards per game at just under 78 yards per game. And then uh, scoring defense, uh, points per game allowed, Tampa Bay actually ranks ninth with 22.6 points per game only the Ravens Rams Colts Dolphins Steelers Chiefs Bears and Cardinals have allowed fewer points per game than the Buccaneers so you know again just using the raw numbers nothing else obviously going to be a tough matchup as it was in week one for the Panthers but you never know but certainly the jobs going to be made uh a little bit harder now that Christian McCaffrey's out. But let's also remember, though, too, that it was, of course, against the Buccaneers that Christian McCaffrey uh, was injured. And Mike Davis came in and caught eight passes for 74 yards. That's what really started getting the ball rolling for the Panthers against or, um, or with Mike Davis. And the last time they met... Teddy Bridgewater threw for 367 yards. Both DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson went for over 100 yards. Um, but the team only rushed for 
87 total yards, 59 of them came from Christian McCaffrey before he got hurt. So obviously a lot of work to do from that first meeting if the Panthers are going to stay competitive in this one. But at least it is at home this time around, so we'll see what happens. But that's just kind of a quick early look at the Buccaneers, at least, again, some raw numbers. Uh, excited to get ready for crossover Thursday tomorrow with James Yarko, so be on the lookout for that. And, of course, Friday we'll kind of give some final thoughts and uh, injury reports, things like that. So uh, excited to get through the rest of the week here and ready for Sunday's game here against the Buccaneers and hope you guys are as well. So that is going to do it for this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Uh, remember to follow me on Twitter at Bill underscore Setti, R-I-C-C-E-T-T-E. Follow the podcast on uh, Spotify, Google, Apple, wherever you listen to. We are pretty much there. Thanks for joining me. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll see you next time right here on LOP. Until then, take care, my friends. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 